Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to Episode 9 of Who Shat on the Floor at My Wedding. It's great to have you here. Thanks for tuning in. Right, let's cut the small talk and let's just cut straight to the chase. I don't know about you listeners, but I'm pretty certain that someone by the name of Karen pulled the wool over our eyes in the last episode. She tricked us. She distracted us when I asked her, Karen, was it you who shat on the floor at your own wedding? She answered, I do have some information. And then she went on to talk about the photo of the show. And you would not believe what I came across when I zoomed into one of these photos in particular. I mean, I think we can all agree that it's a very dirty shoe. She tricked me and she tricked you, our precious listeners. Why was she so afraid to answer that question? Is Karen the person who shat on the floor at her own wedding? Or did she make this entire thing up in order to create a podcast? Today, I'm going to get to the bottom of this. First... Let's bring in Karen's famous sister slash best friend. She's a radio presenter. She's got a quarter of a million followers on Instagram. She's very famous. I need to speak to her. I want to see if she can shed any light on Karen's character. Hi, I'm Anna Whitehouse. I am Karen's sister. Is Karen the type of person who would pull a prank like this on her very own wedding day in order to have content to make a podcast? Um, in a nutshell, yes. Um, I think like there's a history in our family of pranks. Uh, not so much from my side, funnily enough, looking at this. Um, but my mum and dad, like dad would often put like, you know, a carrot in the kettle spout, just a joke with mum. He'd put like a watermelon on the top of the car and she'd drive off and it would bounce down. Little things like that. And then, you know, I think it's not a massive leap to think of you know, their daughter shitting on the floor of her own wedding. So um, she's definitely done things like that before, 100%. Anything similar in the kind of fecal realm or all non-fecal? Like any bodily fluid pranks? Well, she um, intentionally, like, shat herself. No, I'm not I'm not aware of that. Um, maybe there was one night... Um, when she was in Chile, I think, uh, if I remember correctly. But uh, no, I think she's had good control of her bowel movements in the time that I've known her. But to do it deliberately, uh, no, I haven't been aware of that, but I wouldn't put it past her. Does Karen want to be famous like you? I mean, I think we need to establish that I'm not famous. Um, 
<laughs> at the beginning. Uh, my daughter this morning uh, called me Macapaca off the night garden. Um, <laughs> and uh, so I think it's important to establish that. But in terms of success, Karen's always wanted to do one over on me. So she got better GCSEs, better A-levels than me, did better in her degree. So yeah, I think it's fair to say she'd want to do better at me. And if that, we're talking social media, I think I think she wants to win there. What is your relationship like with your sister, Karen? I mean, it's hard, obviously, to distill into a couple of words, but I think probably the best way uh, to sum it up is... Um, when I was about 11, uh, I wanted a pony um, and, you know, didn't, I wrote into Jim will fix it um, before he was outed as a, like, paedophile kingpin. Um, just ahead of that time, I wrote to him, was like, hi, Jim, would really like a pony. Uh, and then I wrote back the next week going, sorry, I forgot to say I'd like a stable and a field as well, because obviously need all those things. But in the interim of Jim fixing it, and I'm relieved, obviously, so he didn't end up fixing anything for us. Um, I uh, made Karen into my horse and she succumbed in a way that I don't think any other person in my life has ever succumbed to any whim that I've had. I tethered her to our landing banisters. I'm looking at them now, actually, memories. Um, I'd feed her marbles, you know, choking hazard uh, in a fox's biscuit tin and uh, she'd nibble away tethered to the banister for sometimes hours on end uh and I just love that our parents never questioned it it was just our relationship and I say take from that what you will I still dream about those stables you made out of a couple of pillows and a and a couple of chairs it was um you've infiltrated her dreams in her and actually mine because I thought that she had like some sort of horse fetish when we first got together I can guarantee you now that she doesn't I'm interested to find out, Helen, why initially you might have thought that, what kind of equine scars she has held from her childhood that have been brought into her new relationship. What are those doors called where you've got like the split doors where you can open like the top half? And uh, stable door. Yeah, so it's a stable door, but like on a bar. And whenever Karen would see that, she would sort of run behind the door and then start start going <laughs> and yeah moving her, her her pretend make her hands into little ears on top and I'd be just yeah amazed I can actually move my ears and I put that I can wiggle them and I put that down to um because I had to reenact and impersonate a pony so often in my childhood that I learned how to move my actual ears which is not a normal movement for any human Anna has a complete power over Karen they have some sort of weird agreement where Karen is Anna's horse. That's what I take from that chat. Karen even accepts marbles as food from Anna, which just shows that she's willing to put her own life on the line for theatrics. Now, we're about to get into Karen's interrogation, but before we do, I'd just like to draw your attention to something. Professor Mike Berry, who is our consultant clinical forensic psychologist who is assisting on the case, wrote a report on this crime outlining the profiles of potential suspects. Here's what he had to say about Karen. My other alternative, um, it's probably a bit more shocking, is in fact that it's a fake. That Karen and Helen planned this exercise so they could get national attention or international attention. So we can't, we always look at the nearest and dearest when we're dealing with murders. We always look at the nearest and dearest when we're looking at crimes. 
and they have a motive, and that could be for their own self-satisfaction, but more likely for publicity purposes. So we need to look at them as possible suspects and work outwards. So that's what the expert has to say. But here's what I have to say. Since making this podcast, Karen has been involved in creating fake fecal matter. She once spent an entire day a couple of months ago building a poo out of clay according to witness reports. So it was based, it was completely based on witness reports. So she measured it out and everything. She then waited for it to dry and painted it brown. I think she gave it three coats of paint. She also built the Bristol stool chart in chocolate twice. So let's see if we can, um, if we can jog your memory of the consistency of the poo. Karen is holding a, a version of the Bristol stool chart that she created earlier today. Using chocolate. Oh, God. Oh, boy. This is beautiful. And I know that took around four hours each time. She even kept one of the parts of the Bristol stool chart in the fridge until the last minute because she didn't want it to melt. She cares about making feces. She can fake feces. She's a producer. She's been known to be a relatively good producer. So it's very feasible. And she had control over the schedule that day. It's very feasible that she could have, you know, produced this fake crime. I must say, I obviously married Karen and uh, I never thought she would be able to do something like this. But there has been, certainly earlier today, I did have this moment where I just thought, well, what if our entire marriage is built on a lie, you know? It is an interesting interview. It's it's one of the special interviews, actually. It's been a few um, episodes since we brought out our old mate, the lie detector. That's what I thought. And so I'm actually kind of pleased Hmm. that it's going to be a lie detector because we know how good it is. Yes. And I can feel that I've not married a monster, hopefully, by the end of it. So, but let's get... I, I want... Sometimes we do, you know, play the jokers in this podcast. But I genuinely want to sit here today and I really do need to rule out Karen as a suspect. Because at the very start when you guys were begging me to be on this podcast and it was kind of, this is seriously happening, we, you're going to become a detective and you're going to solve this crime. A lot of times it crossed my mind where I was just kind of like, is this whole thing a, joke a on massive you? joke? A joke on you? Exactly. How many questions do we have then? I've got... About seven. Seven questions, and at the end of it, we should be closer to finding out. Yeah. And then we're going to put her on, we're going to strap her up. We're going to put the skin galvanisation wraps on. We're going to get her in the pulse oximeter. Yep. And we're going to strap this little bitch up. I'm going to skip all the questions about what was your favourite part of the wedding and why. And we're going to strap this little bitch up. (laughs) Strap the bitch up. Karen Whitehouse, welcome to your interrogation. I mean, I'm pretty efficient when I go into the bathroom, so... I can reenact it if you want. Can I just come clean about something? Strap the bitch up. Strap the bitch up. Strap the bitch up. Karen. Yes. When you walked through the bathroom door, the main door into the bathroom, Mm -hmm. you've claimed that you saw Hink, one of the guests, on his knees, hunched, cleaning it up. The fecal matter. I think I definitely saw him hunched over the shit, but I think so. What my memory of it was, 
I went through the main doors and I saw the shit immediately. That was my first thing that I just remember going, what the fuck is that? And uh, it was almost like a little silhouette. I think at that point, Hank might have been getting tissues or something because he was stood up. And then I just was completely not expecting or able to deal with it that I went to the cubicle on the left, went to have a pee, came out. And by the time I came out, he was hunched over the poo, cleaning it up. Um, So that was... So he wasn't hunched when you entered the bathroom. It's a bit of a change in the story, no? It is a bit of a change in story. I, well, I mean, it's a, it is a little bit um, grey, but I remember just seeing the shit. That's all I remember. I just remember walking in and seeing it just in front of me. And that's kind of what just took hold of my attention, really. Okay. So Hink wasn't hunched over the shit when you went in there. The I had time. a clear, I remember I had a clear line of sight. Um, so he was either just behind it. He was, I'm sure he was doing something to prepare cleaning up the shit. I saw it in its full form. So I think he was just on the point of cleaning it up. Like, this is a different story. You're just like talk, making stuff up now. I'm not making like one stuff minute up. he was hunched down and then the next one he's like off busy getting tissues and then like coming around. And then he's like, and then you saw him twice and the second time he was hunched over, like. It is a bit of a change in story. Yeah. And it makes me uncomfortable. It makes me feel a little bit funny. Because, Karen, when we went back to the crime scene, you reenacted Hink cleaning up the faecal matter, which yeah. is what you saw when you entered the bathroom, which meant that the faecal matter had to have been outside of the cubicle because of where he was positioned hunched. He definitely got behind the shit to clean it up. I remember that. Um, so, yeah. It, yeah, no, I mean, it's... What were you doing at 9.45 on the 11th of August? Do you remember to the exact moment? I just remember... I was drinking like a goddamn fish. <laughs> chatting to good friends. That's what I was doing. Yeah, we don't care about that. I know, I'm just... I'm coming at this from a completely different angle, of course, because this no, is... No, I mean, you're paranoid that the love of your life was capable of shitting on the floor at your wedding. Lying to me about it and then making an entire podcast. Yes. You do seem very um, keen to almost uh, expose me for being the poo traitor. Listen, the end of this interview, it could rock my entire world. So, yeah, I'm sorry if I'm a little bit over-emotional. <laughs> okay, I understand. Karen, was Hink alone when you got in there? I'm 99% sure he was. I don't remember having a discussion with anyone else. When you went down to the cubicles, did you see anyone on their way up? Don't remember. Don't think so. When you went into the bathroom, how many cubicles were occupied? No idea, but I'm pretty sure there's no one in that bathroom. Mm-hmm. When you saw Hank and he was standing up, was he facing you? Yeah, I remember we exchanged a few words before I went into the cubicle and afterwards. Um, what words? I, I, very, uh, I was about the shit and I... I think I basically said, I don't really want to, I don't, I can't really deal with this right now. So I don't know what's going on. I'm just going to kind of forget about this and just try and enjoy the rest of my wedding. Mm. And I kind of parked it. Um, I don't think I even said thank you because I was just, wasn't sure what was really So happening. no finger guns or anything like that? No. Not like, hey. pow, pow, pow. No, no. nothing like that. Nah. Oh. No, no. Um, how long were you in the cubicle? I mean, I'm pretty efficient when I go into the bathroom. So I would say three minutes. What? Three minutes. Yeah, I'd say so. Okay. Well, we, I can reenact it if you want. Now. So, so let me just get this straight. So the girls go down to the bathroom. <laughs> I know what you mean. God, these stairs, is it me or are they getting a bit wobbly? Well, I'm probably wobbly. 
Emma alerts Hink to the fecal matter. Yeah. Uh, what the fuck is that? Look, there's poo on the floor. Fuck, yeah, that's a poop. That's a poop, all right. Hink goes, oh, my God. Caramba! Everyone freaks out. Everyone goes to their own cubicle. Hink's now left with the fecal matter. Uh. On his own. Oh. Yet he waits. There's a poop on the floor. He waits for everyone to go to the bathroom. He waits for them all to leave, wash their hands. He waits for them to go back upstairs. And then he waits for Karen to come down. Good God! What is that? Exchange words with you. And Karen to go to the bathroom, into the cubicle, before he starts cleaning it up. That's for dumber. I am deeply concerned about this change in story. Karen, honestly, the amount of recordings we've done, I'm looking at the folder now. You're looking dodgy as heck. There are at least, I would say, 30 folders in here of recordings spanning almost six months. And I can remember every single time that Karen has spoken about coming into the bathroom, which she does in every single recording because she needs to give people the context and she needs to explain what happened. She says when she enters the bathroom, she sees Hank squatting down, hunching. Yeah, she said that. To scoop up the fecal matter. My memory of it is that I was a, one of the first people that actually saw this. I, I walked into the ladies' bathroom as I saw one of our guests on his knees cleaning it up. I walked into the main door to the ladies' bathroom and I saw Hank hunched down. He was on his knees. Yeah, I walked into the bathroom as the matrimonial turd was actually being cleaned up. Lo and behold, I see one of our guests on his knees, 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 cleaning up a human turd. Sounds like he might have been on his knees. I'm genuinely horrified. Like, I'm horrified that we put so much effort into this day. Like, me actually especially, because I, like, produced the shit out of it, literally. Yeah, we know all the things. We know you plan it to perfection. We've heard all about that. I know. But the fact that you could have placed a fake fecal matter, I'm not saying it had to be real, Mm -hmm. and orchestrate this entire thing with, let's say, Emma and Nicolette. It's not beyond the realms of possibility. It's not. And you know what is something very fucking interesting? Hink doesn't have a sense of smell. <laughs> and we found that out this week. Really? So he wouldn't possibly know if he is cleaning up rubber or feces. How do you know he doesn't have a sense of smell? We found that we've, someone told yeah. me. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm, I'm, a, yeah. I'm actually now, <laughs> genuinely. Yeah. We need to strap her up. We've got yeah. to strap her up to the yeah. lie detector. There's yeah. only one way to get these answers out. Yeah. It's not through my interrogation skills, yeah. that's for sure. Yeah. I would have loved a nugget. Get confession. Are you a female? Have you ever told a lie? Have you ever wished someone dead? Have you ever fantasised about murder? Would you like to explain any of your answers? Did you shit on the floor at your own wedding? Yes. Can I just come clean about something before, like, before this starts? I ordered nine McNuggets today and I just want you to know that. Are they coming here now? No, I ordered them earlier and I didn't tell you. Where, where are they? Where are they? they? I ate them at like four o'clock before I came over oh, here. Oh, that's why I'm hungry and you're not. Yeah, I'm sorry. I just... Why didn't you just tell <gasps> me I would have ordered 20 for a sweet before we did this? Yeah, I would have loved a nugget. Yeah, I That's know. selfish. Screw yeah. you, Karen. I was at the boat. She wasn't at the this boat. This is the kind of person that she is. I'm starting to learn. Well, you've got a few things to complain about, such as those edible undies. We still need to know when those happen. <laughs> <laughs> he had a matching bra as well, I think. Um, Thanks, Lauren. Okay, I just need to get one. Slightly worse in the scheme of things. Let subject explain why deception was detected. Get confession. It tells me to get confession. Oh. 
Click the bad body language button if you notice <laughs> leg movement, twitching, excessive blinking or other tells. But let's not forget that the Polygraph Police Edition 2.0 actually evolved last time and it got a bit more daring, so I'm quite interested to that's see true. if it's going to uh, get... It got more bold with its line of questioning. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Let's go. Please remain perfectly still. Yes, Your Honour. This polygraph exam will detect lies. Yes, it will. In 2.5 out of 5 times. It is important to answer each question truthfully. Yes, Your Honour. Are you a female? Yes. Right, it's counting down. Remember, we have to wait 30 seconds between control questions. Next question. Have you ever told a lie? Yes. The favourite. The favourite ones here. Have you ever wished someone dead? (laughs) No. Truly. Truly? No, of course not. That's horrible. Have you ever... This is... Is this a classic Kilby detective? No, this is a... This is still the control questions that I have nothing to do with. (laughs) Have you ever fantasised about murder? (laughs) Fucking hell! That's really, really dark. It has got more bold. It's getting bold. Fantasised. Like, thought about murder, but fantasising, that's like... An obsession. No, I've never fantasised about murder. I think that this polygraph has got delusions of grandeur. I think it thinks that it's solving murder cases all the time, and it's not. It's not a murder case. It's not even a theft. What's the yeah. sequel to this podcast? It's not who who was murdered at our wedding or something like that. Let's hope not. That would be a great twist. If there was an actual real crime <laughs> a, that happened at death. your wedding. Can, a we death. Re- can we rewind? <laughs> Let's rewind to the day oh, and, and be push so, somebody overboard. It would be so embarrassing that we've done this podcast about a shit on the floor when actually there's a murder. <laughs> So, um, right. So, control question's done. Do you know who shat on the floor at the wedding? No, I don't. Are you sure you don't know who? Even after mm. the investigation? What? Like, haven't you spoken to people? I've got my people? suspicions, but I don't know. Okay. Did you shit on the floor at your own wedding? No, I did not. Is it possible, Karen... That you could have faked the poo on the floor in order to make a podcast two years later. Possible, yes. Of course it's possible. (laughs) But you have agreed that it's within the realms of your possibility that you could have had a wedding, married Helen, faked a shit on the floor, (laughs) two years later involved me in a crime, in an investigation. (laughs) Involved me in a crime. To do a podcast. About you. Okay. It's over. You bet it is. <laughs> Guys, the machine has detected... Oh, no! <laughs> oh, no! The machine has detected irregularities. Oh, God, okay, what is go. it then? What we got? Next. Would you like to explain any of your answers? No, I don't. Just, just hit me with it. At least there isn't any bestiality involved. The exam is complete. The question was, do you know who shat on the floor at your wedding? You answered no. That was the truth. So you don't know who shat. <sighs> this is not working out how I wanted it to. <laughs> Did you shit on the floor at your own wedding? You said no, it's the truth. That's it then, case closed. No, case is not closed. The question was, is it possible that you could have faked the poo on the floor in order to make a podcast? You said yes, and that was the truth. Yeah. 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 So it's possible that you could possible. have faked the poo on the floor... In order to make a podcast. 
not to make a podcast like that. Well, but I would. Have, I could definitely oh. have. I see what, what you did there. Because it was like, could you have faked it by, you know, putting a turn on the floor, blah, blah, mm. And that's well within the realms. But then you added on the, to make a podcast. Yeah, that was quite funny. What it sang to me is yeah. that it's the truth that you could have faked the poo in order to make a podcast. That is what the lie detector test is telling me. Well, I'm in good, capable hands, so yeah, I'm it's, sure it's, you'll... Would you do it and for this motivation? You've actually cl- closed in on the motivation. It's a good question. I have to say... Hats off there. Thanks, Helen. You look disappointed overall, to be honest. It could have been you. It would have been hard, I think, um, given the... Po- if we're going to go by the polygraph, if I'd set this whole thing up and not known who did it, that's a bit of a tricky one to get around, isn't it? Not necessarily, because you might have taken on Emma and Nicolette, the bridesmaids, and you might have said, help me set this thing up. I want to do this so I can make a podcast in two years. Just deal to it. I don't want to know who made the fecal matter. I don't want to know who did it. Just... <laughs> Just go and carry out my plan. Just sort and it make out. sure, Hink, the one who can't smell is the one that's cleaning it up. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com This is very dodgy, and it's putting me on edge knowing that I've quite possibly been brought into this complete and utter scam. I've been scammed. I think we need to call Henk. We need to understand, was he sitting or standing when Karen walked into the room? And what was the interaction like? Let's call him now. Hank, this is Detective Lauren Kilby speaking. It's nice to be speaking to you again after that really pleasant experience we had last time together. <laughs> yes. I've been um, looking into a certain lead um, recently, and that lead is quite a scary one, um, and it involves kind of me being set up, which is why it's scary. Did you see Karen while you were cleaning up the poo? I don't think so. If 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 she claims to have seen me uh, clean up the poop, then I may have been, but I don't have that memory. I don't I don't have a recollection of that specific memory myself. I don't that. understand, Hank, how you can have memories so specific regarding the shape of the fecal matter being a Costa Rican banana, knowing that you have scraped it up with your fingernails. How would you not have that memory? I don't think that happened. I really don't remember. Is she claiming that, I, that, 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 that we were hanging out together, that I was cleaning poop on my knees while she was standing there being all bridal and stuff? It was a very short interaction. Yeah, you were, in my memory, you were definitely there. Right, okay, no, but I don't remember that. Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, I should remember you being the bride and all, but I don't think I remember that. So you don't think that happened? 
Uh, it could have happened. It could have happened. Uh, like I said, there's a lot of like uh, patchy moments of the night. It could have totally happened, but I don't recall specifically seeing Karen run past, throw a few comments, and then run back out. Karen's story involves the way that she tells it involves you being with a bunch of women in the bathrooms. Someone, you know, Emma points out the poo, you all go, yuck, what is that? And then everyone says, right, Hank's cleaning it up. Everyone goes to their respective cubicles. Everyone comes out, washes their hands. Everyone leaves the bathroom. You stay there by yourself. I do. You haven't touched it yet because when Karen sees you, you haven't started cleaning it up. You're still looking for tissues. So let's say that's like three or four minutes that you've just been standing next to the poo. So Karen, when she comes down to the toilets, doesn't come into contact with anyone. So that whole stairway is completely cleared for action. So Emma's gone, Nicolette's gone. Everyone that was in the bathroom that was with you when you saw the poo has left the crime scene. Then Karen comes down the stairs so this must be five minutes later. You're still standing. Yeah, why can't it be a second later? Because she doesn't see anyone and no one sees her. 20 seconds later. I mean, it's not a big boat, it's a small boat. But they've all gone to, so all three witnesses of the poo have said that they've gone to the cubicle and used the toilet, except for Nicolette, who said that she backed away. Time has elapsed. And I don't know what you're doing being alone with the poo for God knows how long, not cleaning it up, even though you've committed to doing that. Yeah, I don't know. This uh, this is very incriminating. I understand, but I mean, I I stand innocent, of course. Still, I'm feeling very, very vulnerable right now. Are you also aware, Hink, that you don't have a sense of smell? Some information about that was passed on to us earlier this week. Anonymous source. I, th- I think I've told you that myself. Yeah, maybe. Okay, Hink. Um, so, would you say that it's pretty fair to say? If someone doesn't have a sense of smell, they wouldn't be able to tell the difference between rubber and feces. Well, I mean, if that person was blind and had no hands, they could only rely on the smell. But, I mean, I'm not blind and I do have hands. Karen, why are you lying about seeing Hink? And why have you changed your story? The memories are very hazy, but uh, I know that I saw the shit very clearly as soon as I walked into the bathroom, which means that Hank hadn't cleaned it up yet. I would say that's a logical explanation um, and that Hank was there. So it's it seems pretty obvious to me that he was about to clean it up. I don't think you need to be an Einstein to kind of tie those two things together. I understand that Hank um, didn't met, remember the words exchanged. I don't remember the words that were exchanged. I just remember being in shock and being a bit rude, not even thank you. Uh, so I don't feel um, that's particularly weird. Uh, I don't think the timing's particularly weird. If you're sort of staggering around, being a little bit, um, you know, drunk, um, you know, had all these women, Nicolette and Emma, squealing and needing to be calmed down, they they leave, go up a very short flight of stairs, um, which would have taken about, you know, as Hank said, probably about 20 seconds. I come down, by which time Hank's, you know, maybe he has tissues already in his hand. He's, you know, stealing himself to clean this up. I go into the bathroom, see the turd and, um, you know, exchange a few words, go in um, to the cubicle, go out again and um, and leave. I don't think there's anything um, particularly dodgy. I will say that um, I would, if anyone, you know, knows me, I would be extremely proud to have um, pulled this off as a prank. And it's something I would have openly um, admitted to. Um, 
because it's something that I, I do find funny. And, I, you know, if it was a prank, then honestly, I'm jealous. If you pull this off as a prank, you, you have, you're going to get a medal. If it was really a prank and if she's, if she's full out admitting it, I, I mean, she deserved that medal. She won't admit it yet though, because we're not at the end. So how long were you in the bathroom for while Hink was um, outside around the poo? Um, we've been in into this. I mean, uh, I'm a very efficient peer, so uh, it wouldn't have taken long. Probably would have been a bit more delayed because I had a very long dress on, um, so there was a lot of material to gather up. Three minutes is what you said? Yeah, something like that. Hink, how do you then explain three minutes alone with a poo? Probably, I was probably uh, uh, protecting people. Oh, come off it, Hink. What if some innocent dame just walks in and, and marches right through the poop? I'm there to say, oh, there's a poop. I'm about to clean it. Do not step in it. Maybe maybe that's it. Maybe it's actually a very noble thing I did. Who do you think's telling the truth, you or Karen? <laughs> Who do I think? Me, of course. <laughs> yeah. Just quickly while um, we've got you on the call in the digital interrogation chambers, is your partner Kelly around? Is my partner Kelly around? Mm. Kelly? Yeah, she's around, yeah. Could I ask her a quick question? Yes, she is. Hello, this is Detective Lauren Kilby speaking. Oh, sweet Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I know that you were part of the crew that discovered the faecal matter. Indeed. Um, there's been some developments in the case that have resulted in um, quite a long period of time between when it was discovered and when it was cleaned up by your boyfriend. I just want to know why you left him alone in the bathroom with the poo after it was discovered. Um, well, I left him alone, like I left him alone, like so his hands could go down and pick it up. But I was, I watched him do it. You watched him clean it up. I did. Did you see Karen at all during the cleanup? Do you know what? I think I might remember Karen running around downstairs in the bathroom at that point. Okay. Did you exchange any, any words with her? I think we kind of like pointed out the matter on the, on the floor, but she, it was her wedding. She was kind of uh, sidetracked and, and, and. Would be married at all. Yeah, so I think she just kind of you know, like shrugged it off a little bit and went about her business. That sounds um, strangely accurate. The only thing that isn't accurate from the story is that when Karen tells her side of things, you weren't there, Kelly. Oh, she was in a cubicle. Hi, Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> Hello there. Are you trying to throw me under the bus? Kelly, you're not in trouble. Don't you worry. Um, <laughs> it's your partner, Hink, and, but now it's also Karen. So you were with Hink when he cleaned it up. You were standing over him. And was anyone else there or just you two? Emma Emma was there, I'm pretty sure. There was know. definitely a few people standing around going, Ugh, and all of that. And that's when, as I've said before, he got down with some thick paper towels so that he could use his nails to scratch it off the floor. You were all there when Karen came in, kind of. The bride, which is quite, you know, she's a recognisable person on the day because she's the one, she's half of the reason we're all there. Exactly. Um, and you remember, so that's quite an easy memory. That's an easy thing to remember. And so when you saw her, were there other people still in the room as well? So Emma and Nicolette specifically? Well, in my memory, yes. In my memory, they are all there 
and she walked in and we kind of told her about it and then she waltzed out again. Okay. So I just don't remember myself wandering around for tissues. I mean, I, unless, I remember that you needed tissue. Well, I, I know I needed them. I mean, you, the toilet paper broke apart in your hand. You needed some thick paper towel that you got from the receptacle. Oh. And that's probably when Karen walked in and saw you running around looking for something. Are you, uh, oh, right, because is it possible that the toilet paper in the boat goes straight into the into the water? Of the of the river, and therefore they use really thin toilet paper. And I use those those grayish paper towel that you use to 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 dry your hands. Yeah, that's definitely possible. One thing that is extremely important to note at this point, when we're discussing this moment in time, is that we had all been drinking champagne for several hours. To Hink's point, two hundred bottles were there. However, for Karen. She wasn't drinking before her speech because she was nervous about it. So the point that she discovers the feces, she is the most sober out of everyone by a long, long, long way. So when we talk about memories, she is the person to who probably has the best memory of that moment. Thank you very much for your information. Um, I mean, everything to get this case solved, right? What, one bit of info, though, I will let you know, put you out of your misery, is that um, it was me, I brought Hank some some fries and some some drinks down to the toilet. No. So you were the little bitch. You were Hank's yeah, little bitch. I, I was Hank's little bitch. I usually am when I'm out. <laughs> um, that would have been something good to know earlier um, that it was you that was his little bitch because I've spent quite a lot of my time investigating who the little bitch was. And um, we will be in touch. I don't think um, this is the last time we'll be speaking to you, Hank, nor you, Kelly. Now that I know you were the little bitch. What do you do if the person who hired you to investigate a crime turns out to be the person who actually committed the crime? I think I'm going to need a little bit of help on this one. We've posted a poll on our Instagram page, who shat on the floor at my wedding, posing a very simple question, is Karen guilty or is she not guilty? I'm going to need your help in order for me to do my job. And I don't normally ask for help, so this is a big deal. While you're working on your response to the poll, I'm going to enlighten you about something very interesting that I found recently. So it became very apparent that Anna has a bit of a control and power over Karen. They are best friends, but Anna has some kind of puppet master thing going on with Karen. So I actually asked Helen to go through Karen's phone and check all of the messages that were sent between Karen and Anna around the time of the wedding. Three days after the wedding, at 14.41 hours on the 14th of August, Karen sends the following messages to Anna via WhatsApp while she's on her honeymoon in Bali. Oi, oi. Hello? Are you awake? I know it's early over there. So I found our dream hotel. We have to go back together because they literally fix everything. Even your bowels. Ooh, booked in for colonic irrigation at 3pm. Lol. Winking emoji. She forgot the winking emoji. She added that to the end of the message. So it said booked in for a colonic irrigation at 3pm winking face. What the hell does booked in for a colonic irrigation at 3pm winky face mean? 
Sounds like they've got some sort of sick, twisted, sisterly bond over bowel movements. Also, I've never actually been on a honeymoon, but I'm pretty sure you don't get your bowels cleaned on one. Anyway, with that piece of evidence in mind, I'm just going to leave you listeners with a final clip from Karen's sister's interrogation. I would love to know, um, I think we touched on this earlier um, at the beginning of the interview that you said you have a, well, you said quite in quite a cocky fashion, actually, that you have quite a a power over me, um, that you could make me do anything that you wanted me to do, including pretending to be a pony. So how would you go about this? If you wanted me to shit on the floor at my own wedding, um, how would you go about it? What, in getting you to shit on the floor at your own wedding? Yeah. Um, I just tell you to do it and you you would think it was probably a good idea because um, you've always thought things I say. You used to call me the wise one when we were younger. <laughs> and I really cashed in on that for so long. And um, I think there are so few things, and I don't mean this in a derogatory way, but I think there are so few things when we are having fun and laughing that you wouldn't not do if I asked you to. If I, like, there have been lots of scenarios uh, that... <laughs> I think when we're in the right zone, when the booze is flowing, people are laughing, we're having a good time. If I just casually was like, you know, nobody, I bet, nobody has curled one out on their wedding. Shall we do it? And I I think that's where the floor is because I think we'd have done it together in tandem, a tandem shit. uh, A sibling tandem shit would have been probably the best wedding present. So I think you'd have done it. I think we'd have done it together. I think we'd have gone down in a blaze of glory and shit. And this whole podcast would have been my gift to you in a way. And then I I think that's how I think we'd love it to have been. But it's not the case. And it it almost saddens me that we didn't think of this together. Because, Kaz, there is no one else I would have wanted to potentially shit next to in public more than you. Coming up next. Wait, 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 wait. Sorry, can we just go back? to the winky face? I'm actually not over that yet. According to the dictionary, the definition of a winking face emoji is as follows. A face with a slight smile shown winking, usually its left eye, may signal a joke, flirtation, hidden meaning, or general positivity. Tone varies, including playful, affectionate, suggestive, or ironic. Right, so the two words that I take from that definition are hidden meaning. So, you can get your bowels cleaned winky face. Hidden meaning is, I need to get my bowels cleaned because I shat on the floor at my own wedding. Sorry, we can finish the episode now. Coming up next on Who Shat on the Floor at My Wedding. Did you receive an email about the podcast? Yes. Did you read the request for information? Yeah, probably. Yeah, and did you come forward? No. What do you think that suspicious item was doing there. I am not bullshitting. This is all adding up to a lot of effort to uh, to leave a dirty protest on the floor. This crime is becoming more and more criminal by the minute. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. 
Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com